When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So pretty good weekend all around. Had the Kentucky Derby party. Yeah. Susan won a little money. We no none of us knew anything about horse racing, so we just picked names out of the hat, and she happened to draw the winning horse, and so she got the lion's share of the pot. That was pretty fun. Huge pot. She won like forty five bucks. Did you tell her? Hey. Did you tell her? Um, I need that forty five. <laughs> For many different reasons. Yeah, I, I owe some guys some stuff. I've been getting in a little too deep along the Didn't way. Didn't she have two drinks at like a dinner that you were at? Everybody else had one. Dinger for that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, you had the salad. I didn't have any salad that day, and the appetizer we split evenly, so it, it comes back the other way. We used two cards. So it was it was a good weekend. Lots going on. There was basketball. There were obviously Dodgers and Padres, which was really cool. But after we went to Salida on Friday. Yeah. Um, Susan comes home from work. We're like, okay, let's go. Let's go grab a dinner. We tried a new place, another new place um, that we really liked, and it had this beautiful view of the ocean from where we're sitting. And it's it's, it's big restaurants, kind of noisy and fun and lively and all this stuff. And they have live music, okay. And and it's one guy playing a guitar and singing, like Taylor and, does. Well, in the sense that he plays the guitar and sings, yes. From every other sense, nothing like Taylor. Because Taylor, and you tell me how this works. He he was able. He had like one of those Janet Jackson kind of headset microphone things, right? So like here, he he, he wasn't sitting. He was standing, and and he was wandering all over the restaurant. This oh. is a big restaurant, mm. okay? Like a it's a big restaurant. Probably a couple hundred people can sit in this restaurant at yep. once. Al, he would go up to people's table and sit down at their table and sing mm. at them. Like he's sitting there playing a, a, a song, like the Led Zeppelin on the guitar, and looking at you across the table from you. Every single person that had him sit was horrified by the experience. Love it. It was because look, live I've music heard of like a violinist doing that or something in a you know Taylor. He was field. sitting at the table like there. There's this lounge area where you can sit and get little they finger foods and stuff. It was so aggressive. It would have been awesome. It was like needing to know where a shark was in the pool at all times. Like I need to know where this guy is because if he sneaks up and Susan and I were sitting at the bar. Yeah. If he sneaks up and sits down next to me, I'm I'm, I'm not going to know what's going to upcoming selfie. Yeah. I was so panicked that he was going to and there was an open seat to my right at the bar which meant that i was vulnerable <laughs> i've never Could, ever seen that before okay a couple questions here love what he's doing by the way i love oh that this God. is his Jeez. night yeah, this is his night right this, this is actually. his this is his day um speaker system good no problem wherever he went you, no matter where he was it sounded like he was sitting right next to you okay so i, I already like this <laughs> Chances, did he ever go up to the front? Like, was he up by the valet or anything like that? Because here's what I'm, I'm thinking here. I'm thinking a couple things. For his next session, until Dable's got to, they got to turn over. So there's only a certain amount of time that you have with all the <laughs> all the 7 o'clock reservations or the 6 o'clock reservations. Why not go up to valet for a little bit? Why not <laughs> maybe even get in one of the leave. cars yeah, as they take off? The only place he wasn't was on the bandstand. He was everywhere yep. but there. 
how about you're washing your hands in the restroom and all of a sudden he pulls up right behind you? It, I want him it to go to every less, space that that restaurant has. It would have been less of a personal violation had he stood next to me at the sink while I was washing my hands than sit down next to me while we're trying to eat our dinner. Like Friday night, you're going out, you're catching up with whoever you're with for the week. You know, this and that. You're, it's you're, a lot. He would sit at the table. And he and he was pretty good too. Like he could sing, he could really play, yeah. and it was it was fine. Had he been on the bandstand, it would have been great. So I've never been more anxious in a meal my entire life. I was afraid he's going to get me. He could have at any point. He could have snuck up behind me because, to your point, the sound system was really good. You never knew quite where he was. And then the next thing, the and Susan, then he comes in from under your table. Susan, Susan hit me with an elbow at one point. She's like, "Hey, hey, hey! He's right over your shoulder. Lean in and talk to me like we're talking about something super serious. Maybe if we're talking about something serious, he'll just leave us alone and he'll keep going to the next people." Jeez. It did. He went around the corner, plopped down on the couch. Some guy and his girlfriend or wife or whatever looking like seriously. Well, like at least he can read social cues. Sit here? I guess you know. He can pick up on, you know, people that don't want to I'm anxious all over again. Yeah, I don't know if I want that as a general manager or owner of that restaurant. Same, um, it was a lot. What was he saying? What, are you going to order? It was like, you know, it was more like 70s and 80s, like guitar rock kind of thing. Like okay. there was James Taylor. There was... There was Limp Biscuit. Things, <laughs> things like that. It, <laughs> okay. was, it was okay. Yeah, it was, like I said, he wasn't bad. It had nothing to do with his talent. He was a talented guy, but... It's a lot. But also just know we're not paying for a show. You know, you're not going to a dinner show or dinner theater. He had like the the shoe polish in his hair. It had like a little bit of a Wayne Newton element to the whole thing. Like he was really kind of putting it out there. You know, he's telling the same story right now to a group of friends. He's like, this restaurant loved me. I sat with all of them. So (laughs) if there was a seat open, I sat there. I started paying very close attention to where, without exception, everywhere he sat down, the, the, the universal... Like, really? Like, you're really going to crash our Friday night dinner and sit at the table and play your guitar? It was a lot. Yeah, not a good idea. It was a not a good idea. nerve-wracking, nerve-wracking. All right, Dodgers take two out of three. Mookie hits a home run, top of the ninth. Outman pops one in the top of the tenth after Michael Bush drove in the run. Dodgers win the series, and we can talk about that. The one game the Dodgers did not win yeah. was on Friday night. Clint mm-hmm. Kershaw pitched really lousy. He, I think he walked five games. I think he had five walks coming into the season. He did. He had five. He, had, he matched and he whatever he had. he walked five mm-hmm. on Friday. The whole team, I think they walked double digits. They were, they were terrible. Mm-hmm. They, they had a bad night. Padres win the game. By the way, five to two. It's it not should like have been they, eight to two. Yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. they blew him out or anything like that. Not that it makes a huge difference. And then after the game, when the Padres win, they put a graphic up on the screen that is that picture of Clayton Kershaw at the end of the NLDS last yeah. year where he's got kind of a hangdog expression on his face. And they superimposed some tears yeah. running down like his a face crying meme. with a Padres win situation. Mm-hmm. It was the most minor league thing I've seen a big league team do in a really long time. And the Dodgers didn't take the bait. Dave Roberts said, I'm not going to address it. I was surprised that they did it. Kershaw said, I just need to pitch better. No one really went after them, but that was pathetic. Okay. Let me let me try to do as best as I can since <clears throat> I'm obviously a San Diego Padre fan. I, I When I first saw it on – I don't even think I saw it on Friday night. I think I saw it on Saturday morning, just scrolling through my Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I thought initially, I'm like, wait a minute, did tell me that's not on the actual Jumbotron at Peco Park. Tell me somebody just kind of put that there. Because it was just it, the artwork was poor and everything else. I'm like It looked really poor. Yeah, I'm made. like, that's not that yeah. obviously that didn't come from the stadium, right? 
the in-house video team. No, it came from the stadium. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you from my perspective, and I, I, I think the way the Dodgers kind of handled it angers me even more because they handled it the right way. <laughs> okay. The Padres, <laughs> the worst part about the whole thing was this wasn't a player talking trash. This way, you know, if Dylan Brooks is going to talk trash to LeBron James, at least Dylan Brooks is on the floor and he has some way of impacting the game, right? Negatively or positively. Sure. If there's a player out there that's going to say something, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Juan Soto said, We're not chasing the Dodgers. We beat the Dodgers. Dodgers are chasing us. Okay, well, it's Juan Soto. Sure. Juan Soto's got a bat in his hand. Juan Soto is also somebody who won a World Series to get through the Dodgers. That's different. Two. Take the stakes of the Padres and the Dodgers, which is just getting interesting over the last 12 months because the Padres actually won a playoff match against the Dodgers, or it's not a conversation at all. To raise the stakes, it's some dude who's controlling the video board at Petco Park. That's the guy that's going to run his mouth about what... Now it's the Padres that have to... I don't think I could be completely wrong on this. I think if you ask Padre players, hey, do you think that's a good idea? They would say, no, what are you doing? That First off, it looks cheesy. Second, it's minor league. It is. Um, third, we look stupid by doing that. No other team is going to do something that idiotic. So for all those reasons, I think it bothers me most that it was – it wasn't somebody. It wasn't Musgrove saying, "I want to go out and beat Kershaw." It wasn't like it wasn't an actual player doing it. it wasn't something Bob Some Melvin the said. Video team. Some random dude <laughs> is making the Padres look like a minor league team and an idiot. It just. I, I just thought it looked so stupid. The one thing that I I will say, the person who initially posted this up on Twitter and mm-hmm. it got the most retweets, like whatever it is. There were a ton of Padre fans on there saying, what are you guys doing? Yeah, the Padre fans, you know, I'm sure a decent percentage of them knew how stupid it was. But it, it, it was really funny. And as somebody who roots for a team that is a blue-blooded baseball team, right? And, and there's a handful of them. There's the Yankees. There's the Dodgers. There's the Cardinals. There, there's a handful of them that just kind of – they've been around forever and they kind of do things in a very specific way. And it's maybe a little old school, a little buttoned up, whatever. The Padres have been trying to work their way into this group by going out and buying players like Juan Soto and going out and getting Xander Bogarts and giving Musgrove all this money and redoing Machado's deal and just going and, and giving Tatis a 14-year extension for you know $400 million or whatever the number was and saying, no, no, we're going to try and build a thing that is sustainable and, and quality and competitive. And then you go and pull something out of what – uh, th- this felt like something that a high school baseball team would do to a Stupid. rival. That you and because it would not only was it just a bad idea, it was so poorly executed. Stupid. It it looked minor Stupid. league. It looked high school. It looked junior high school, and that the Dodgers just it it just. Re- it reaffirmed my belief that the Padres do not know how to handle what they have right now, which is an owner that has a lot of money, that they got a lot of really good players, and I don't think it's going to affect the play on the field all that much, but they just don't know how to handle being in the mix. Okay, can I? They, can, they, you're 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 new to this part of the league where we actually are taking your team seriously, but your activities are really really low rent. So what's the explain this to me? What's the game plan by doing that? We're in May. <laughs> they played one game against each other. 
and you beat the Dodgers in one game, and and with that video board person, whoever it is, saying, guys, I got, man, if you just wait, if we just beat them, and if we beat Kershaw, I got this thing lined up. The fact that it's again, I go back to this. This is the thing that bothers me the most because you're right. Let me t- let me give you the perception of how I view the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know how I view the Dodgers? After the Padres beat the Dodgers in four games, I was already nervous about this season. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's how that's how Padre fans look at the Dodgers because they are a great organization and they do they win as much as they have and you and I've always they're missing a World Series. Yes, they they should be better. They should have cashed in more than they did. But I look at Friday night and I'm saying why would you do anything to even if it remotely wakes up a Dodgers team, even if it's a Dodgers team saying that was stupid, that was cheesy, but it was also disrespectful. Even if one guy says that, why? What's the game plan? I don't know what the game plan is. You know what happens the next two games? And I'm not telling you it happened because of that, but the Padres lost the next two games. Padres are three games back behind the Dodgers in the division. This is supposed to be the year that the Dodgers are sort of rebuilding and the Padres are no, hey, we just added we oh, added some players and we're all and we're ready to go. I just don't understand what the game plan is. How are you not, you know they say kill them with kindness? That's what I'd be doing if I'm if I'm the Padres and and I see the Dodgers there. I don't think unless especially if you're not a player or you're not an owner or anything like that, how can you possibly impact have a negative impact if you're a video board eye <laughs> board guy that's sitting in the back. So I think it's one it's to go viral. They wanted to do it because they wanted to go viral. But it's they a bad to be, look. Is it a bad look? It's I don't a, it's, know. It's, it's a, a stupid fun, look. It's a funny thing that they're trying to do but to it make it fun of but it. But it wasn't funny. It wasn't but funny. It, it was stupid. Yeah. It, 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 you guys can think it's stupid. Some people might th- think it's funny, but I think the idea of someone behind it was to go viral. But it reminds me of the Kings when they did the, "You're as cold as ice" thing. It's not someone on the Kings saying, "Yeah, saying you're cold as ice." It's someone in the, in the video room doing it, or the someone the soundboard doing it. Okay, so it's like these things are to create like rivalry, atmosphere, I, all those things. I think that's the, a, the second thing. It is exactly like the cold as ice thing. And Taylor, cover your ears because I don't want to hurt your feelings. The last thing you want to do is steal bits from the Sacramento Kings. Right. Well, hey, the, it worked. It got Russell the, Westbrook off the way. <laughs> the, the Sacramento Kings have been an organization that, until this most recent season, has had literally no success to speak of. The Padres proved they aren't about real stuff. They're about this stuff. Whatever, but did they, or did the video is. board guy did? Doesn't matter because it's, it's not it, like it all goes together. The the ownership group. You know what makes me excited about, that for the first time, and it's the same thing for the Dodgers. Ten years ago, 11 years ago, when Frank McCourt was running the Dodgers, you loved the Dodgers, but you knew you had the wrong owner. Right. Artie Moreno, you know, when there was a brief second there, I'm going to sell, every Angel fan got excited because you thought maybe things can change with the Angels. At least Peter Seidler, the owner of the, of, of the Padres, is saying, guys, I want to win. I, I, I want to win. It takes a while to change your perception. You could have all the bats the in there. The culture. It could change. And I and there is this. There is this act like you've been there before. They haven't been there very often. So there is this. The way the Dodgers reacted was Kershaw saying, well, if I win, if we win, I don't think they play that. That's probably the best answer you could possibly have. Dave Roberts' response were really good responses. That sounds like a franchise that's been there for a long time. They have. And the Padres haven't. And it again, it's not going to change anything. 
Right, the Padres are still really good. The I think are still really good, but they're scrappy just, and they're trying to create it's just a, a rivalry. Just a bad look, but that's does that create a rivalry? Does that make somebody in their front office, not even front office, their video? Let me tell you how you create a rivalry. Stupid. You win. You beat them. You win games. Yeah, not by doing that. No, this was it and was, it's, it's it was too bad blood. That it needs was to be minor juice. league, and it's because of that video board. Mookie hit that three-one pitch <laughs> off Hater. <laughs> told to you this they, day. I told you they hit Hater. To this told day. you that last week. They, they they just they have an automatic. He's a terrific pitcher. But they've had a little success in him. Going all the way back to Milwaukee, they've had pretty good success against Josh Hader. Let's talk a little bit about the game itself. And look, one of the things that the Dodgers have been bad at most of the year is getting a little bit better. That's good news. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. couple of quick tweets here. This is uh, from Chrissy. says, I wonder which one Trav would rather do, go through that doctor's appointment again or have the guy singing and playing the guitar at his table while they're trying to eat. Uh, give me the doctor's appointment. Yeah, I think he's going back to the doctor, guys. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Great restaurant, great food, great drinks, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to need to know that guy's schedule. I'm going to need to know when he's coming back. I think I figured it out. It's like a bellhop. You have to just tip him and he'll leave. But you know? I, a bellhop is doing something for me. That I, right? He's carrying the bags. He's showing me to my room. He's doing this yep. thing. This guy's just singing a Willie Nelson song. And again, he was good, but I don't need him sitting at my table to do it. He should have done like a Q&A too, like at some point stop the music. And since he's sitting right next to you, hey, Trav, just want to see how's your, how's your dinner? <laughs> it's delicious, by the way. Delicious. Awesome. And then goes on to the next table. Chris Holmes says, uh, next time on remote, you should don a Janet Jackson wireless headset and walk from the booth to booth, sitting down and digging in here and there, asking people their takes on the Dodgers. That's a pretty good idea. I'd be up there for that. How's the carne asada tacos? <laughs> Chomp. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty good, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they were very good. It was very, very good. Strike quick phone call. Let's go to Ken in Tarzana. Ken, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ken? Hey, Travis Lee. I want to talk to you both about the NBA and uh, the Dodgers. Uh, first of all, I agree with you that other than the Knicks, it seems as though at least anyone can get there. Oh, necessarily think Miami can win it, but the question is why? And there's so much parity. Um, this year, first year since 2000, 
2001, that no team won 60. That I think that's probably attributed to load management. Um, but they, they also have the injuries. Um, so it's looking good for our Lakers. No, Devin Booker's out of his mind. People keep talking about him and comparing him to, to Jordan. I think it was the, maybe the 90, 1990 playoffs. But actually, go back to Jerry West in 65. You may know that he averaged about 46 against Baltimore, which at that time was actually in the Western Conference. But it's in the finals. Of course, we know the result there. Um, moving over to the Dodgers, it's a completely manufactured rivalry like the Clippers and Lakers. Um, they asked Mookie, I don't know if you heard it, on ESPN last night. Yeah. First of all, I don't like it when players are in the game other than the All-Star game. Or oh, I game, love it, Ken. I absolutely love it. But, I, I, I think that there's such, such a thing there that gives you a little bit of insight of what they're doing. Again, this is not the NFL where somebody's going to come and earhole somebody out of nowhere. That When the pitch is coming, they bear down. By the way, I'll take that, too. Yeah. Mike up the, the middle linebacker <laughs> yeah. in the middle Just of the game? Sure, sure. Why not? But I love that they talked to those guys during the game. I really And they did ask Mookie about that thing, and he just kind of, whatever. I well, he, he said, what he basically said was Yankees, Red Sox. The question was Yankees, Red Sox, Padres, Dodgers, yeah. better rivalry. The answer of course is the Yankees, Yankees and Red, Red Sox. Sox. Of course it is. Um, I, I, I don't, listen, I think Dodger fans could admit this. It doesn't have to be a rivalry, but the Padres are not the same team they were a couple years ago. And for a team that's only two hours away, I think it's okay to admit that, that the Padres and the Dodgers are different than it's been in the past. Yeah. You got a team that is spending money. You got some big, big names on the other side. And the Padres went through the Dodgers last year. If they didn't go through the Dodgers, maybe it's no conversation at all. But I still don't think when he says a manufactured rivalry, rivalry is such a strong word. I don't think you need rivalry. I just think it's a really good matchup. I think it's two teams that are in the same division that when you play them now, it's different than when you're playing name any other team in Major League Baseball. When the Dodgers face Pittsburgh or they face the Giants, who I know the Giants are your rival, but they're not that good. So playing the Padres is different. It's a good matchup. It is a good matchup. A rivalry takes time. You don't just snap your fingers and have a rivalry because you're both good at the same time. Let's just say the Colorado Rockies went out and got really good next year. It's not the Dodgers' rival. Dodger rival is the San Francisco Giants. That That's who their rival is because they've been buttonheads for 100 years. They've each taken things away from one another, yeah. and it's taken a century to develop. The Padres, for when the Padres come in, late 60s, so they've been here 50-some-odd years, they've been good like five times. In 50 years, you don't have a rival. Just the geography does not create rivalry. Competition creates rivalry. Me breaking your the Padres beating the Dodgers is literally like the first baby step towards there being a rivalry. It takes a long time to do it. You're right. It is a much better matchup because there is no rivalry. That's it. What makes it interesting, though, the Dodgers bullpen through the first month of the season, awful. Mm-hmm. Just literally awful. They won that game, both of these games over the weekend, because their bullpen was really good, right? You look at, and now all of a sudden, Victor Gonzalez, who for two years was nowhere, he was on that World Series team and was incredibly important to them. Looks like he's slimmed down a little bit. He looks great all of a sudden. Caleb Ferguson, hurt, back, he looks great. Yancy Almani seems to have figured out what he was missing. He looks great. Evan Phillips was the one guy all along who looks really good. Urias gave up a couple of runs in the first inning, most because the defense was was lousy. But he locked down the bullpen. That was it. Down. They didn't. The Padres had a couple of chances yeah. there to try to crack it open. Yeah. 
But that Dodger bullpen, which was bad for a month, is finally starting to kind of settle. The Gratterall's still struggling. Bickford, I don't trust as far as I can throw him. But everything else seems to kind of be calming down a little bit. And this is what they do. They get a run. They get a second run, a third run. And they just kind of start to choke that game out inning by inning. And that's what they've been doing. If you you kind of take away the wins and the losses, just say, all right, how was the series? Darvish pitched well Mm -hmm. in his game. Kershaw had an odd start that he has not really – I mean, coming into the game, he had been terrific. But the game was still 5-2. It wasn't like it was uh, an 8-1 game. Okay, next day, um, Blake Snell makes one mistake to Chris Taylor. It's a two-run homer, and the Padres lose that game 2-1. Okay, that's a – Dustin May looked fantastic on Saturday's game. That's a close game. Mm -hmm. Yesterday – you came all the way to the – you mentioned it. Julio gave up two runs in the beginning. I wouldn't put him on Julio, but, okay, it happens. And it felt like he was on the ropes a little bit. felt like he was on the ropes in the beginning, and yep. then after that he settled in. Yep. And once he kind of gets into a groove, obviously he's going to be a dangerous pitcher. But that game, it's kind of funny. It was the final score, 5-2 yesterday. Mm-hmm. It didn't indicate the, the, how close the game was the entire way. It was 2 nothing for most of the game. 2-1. The Padres outplayed the Dodgers for – Eight and two thirds of that game. You, you got a chance to see this more yesterday or more over this weekend. And what I've been telling you, they got for as stacked as that lineup is, they don't hit and they don't get timely hitting. They don't get Soto in particular. Juan Soto has been. I mean, you just go look at his numbers, and even the what's unfair to look at the numbers, they're inflated because you had that two game set in Mexico City where they scored twenty two runs and everyone was hitting. Mm-hmm. So it looks actually even better than it really is. They, you know where they don't hit? They don't hit at Petco. They don't hit at home. So I, Did look, you see the one yesterday, Slee, where uh, I think it was against Julio, Soto squared one up and hit it to that kind of that corner in yeah. the left center field yeah. that's really deep, mm-hmm. and the guy, Dodgers go and they get it. They make a catch up against the wall, and you could feel the frustration of Soto because Petco is not a hitter-friendly park. You know, right down the lines, it's pretty good. It's a little short, but... That's a big ballpark with a lot of area for fly balls to get run down. You could almost feel just that, oh, man, I I scorched that one, and I'm out, and this place is just killing me. He's, you can see he, that on his face. He's complained a couple times this year about the pitch clock, that he doesn't have enough time, but I get hate that. I get hate that it. excuse, only because everybody's dealing with the pitch clock, right? right? That's just, but anyways, I, I thought the series was, I think if you're the Dodgers, you continue to play good baseball. They're... To get two or three from the Padres, now you're three up in the division. They've won, what, seven of eight, eight of nine, something like that? They're playing nine. good baseball. Yeah. For the Padres, it was you had you were in every single game, and the fact that you didn't get two and Hayter was on the mound against Mookie, two outs, Mookie getting that solo. But I, I didn't think it was the pitching. Hayter, I get it. Mookie got him. They didn't just score didn't enough hit. runs. Yeah. No, no. Look, neither do the Dodgers when they don't hit home runs. They had three hits on Saturday. Three. One of them happened to leave the ballpark with somebody on base. You're not going to win very many games with three yeah. hits. They had three hits last night going into the ninth inning. Now, they, obviously, they got some, you know, Mookie got the hit mm-hmm. to kind of open it up, and then Bush got a hit, and they, they had some more guys in the last inning. But you're not going to have a lot of success getting three, four, five hits a night. You need to have seven, eight, nine, ten hits. And I know that the Dodgers hit a home run, I know, or hit home runs. They're yeah. very, very feast and famine. But as you, you you saw this series, they ran into some really good pitching, and they got two, two, and five. 
they, these are these are really narrow games. That's how playoff games are played. Yeah. Mookie strikes out or flies out, you lose that series, you're out in the playoffs. I'm glad the Dodgers won. They look like they're playing a lot better, but the fact that they won two out of three is a little misleading. Their offense was nowhere to be found in that series. Well, season's over for the Padres. <laughs> I like that you think I so. Shop, I wish that were shopping true. shopping Xander. Hey, did you see where Juan Soto's 48 for his last 63? Yeah, I did. And he's batting 900 against the American National League You've been League doing West. that for a month. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't, that'd be a real shame. Factor cap coming up <laughs> next. It's Travis Lee, <clears throat> 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, guys. Chris and I were just talking about succession. Uh, We will talk about it tomorrow. Obviously, trying to be as spoiler-free as possible, but... Better episode, and we will talk about the spread tomorrow. And there's uh, food. Yeah, exactly. And there's food there. All right. So, um, <laughs> hey, Greg. Hi. And, uh, I haven't so, watched Succession yet. That's okay. There's a lot of Taylor Swift news over the weekend, but yesterday uh, she had a show that was delayed four hours because of rain. So she was performing in Nashville, torrential rain, thunder, lightning, all that good stuff. So people, it was delayed. She's only canceled one show in her entirety of her career as a stadium uh, performer. And so she didn't cancel it. She delayed it. And it, they started at 10.30 East Oof. Coast time, ended about uh, 2 a.m. Wow. So anyway, it's better to stay and watch a rain-delayed concert than to come back and see the concert on another day. Travis, Dr. Cap. I think I'd rather come at Cap for me. I, I'd come back on another day. It, it, if you're 20... Sure, to ten thirty at night is fine, right? If you're twenty five, but at some point, midnight, when you're in the middle of the show, that feels like ten days away. I, I just, I am an a old lot of people man. travel to the show. I, I get it. I understand that it's not a perfect fit. But if you're telling me if I'm a local person and it's hey, I'm going on at ten thirty and we'll be done at two, or y'all come back tomorrow. I'm coming back the next day for sure. Berg? So I think it's fact and not because I want to be up till two o'clock in the morning. It's because I probably planned out my weekend or days for this specifically. And so because of that, I don't maybe I can't come back another day. Coming back tomorrow is not always an option. So if that's the case and I spent money on these tickets and I want to be there, she You might have like asked a, off for work or something. Right. You know. It costs like a thousand dollars for Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. I'm I'm sticking around and I'm watching it because I don't know when I'm gonna get back. Al? Fact, I'm in. If I'm already in, I'm already committed. Yep. I'm I'm okay to. I mean, it kind of sucks. It's obviously there's a uh, the inconvenience, but I'd rather just drag out the rest of my day and let that inconvenience and have to come back and replan tomorrow. Even it, it's kind of similar with a baseball game. You go to a baseball game and it's 
you know, they delay it for a couple of hours. Just get the game in. I just want to stay. I don't yep. want to try to come back on another day, so I'm, I'm staying. But you're Bye. not coming back. You, you say you're coming back, <laughs> Travis. You're not coming back. The next day? Probably not. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you can't, can't plan for everything. <laughs> what are you I do? just lost $1,000 for a ticket. Don't worry about it. Taylor? Fact, absolutely. Yeah, you have to stay. Um, this happened to me at Red Rocks. First time I went to Red Rocks, um, a band was playing, and they were like three or four songs in, and a torrential downpour started coming on, and everybody had to go to the bathrooms to, you know, you know, uh, shield themselves from the rain, and they announced like probably 45 minutes later that, they're just going to keep going with the show. If you want to come back out and watch, nobody left, which was amazing. I think everybody in L.A. probably would have left, but nobody at this show left. And, I mean, it was one of the best shows of my life. So I think you should stay. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. I think rain shows can be fun, too. You know, as long as you just accept that you're going to be wet and you're going to be cold. But if it's still, they put on a good show still. So um, I have sometimes been looking at my screen time and then also what takes up my screen time so it'll say like percentage of your day and also how many hours are spent on whatever so I was doing a lot of driving this past weekend and so uh, my GPS numbers were way up and then I was thinking like I'm so thankful that I have my phone that I have GPS because otherwise I think I'd be completely lost in the world so of all the things that are good about a cell phone I know there's a lot of bad but there's a lot of good things about having a cell phone the GPS maps feature is the best thing to come from having a smartphone Berg Patrick Cap. the best thing that yes. came from it I mean, that means absolutely everything else is gone. So No, I'm just saying it's the best thing. Of all the features, that is the best thing that has come out of having a cell phone. I mean, it's really good. I'm sure I can find something that's You're big better. on the calculator. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I use that calculator all the time. I'm not doing math in my head, Slee. Uh, but no, you know what? Basically, I lose this calculator, I swear. You know what? I'll, I'll actually say four. fact just because I only use it. No matter where. If I'm going home, I'm using the I'm using this app because I just want to see how long it's going to take me. Or yeah. I just want to go on an adventure. And yeah. wherever it takes me is where it's going to take me. So, yeah, I, I, I will say fact. Al? Um, I'll go cap, but it's not going to be for any of the social or any of that no, stuff. Social. I think it's kind of Sucks. a simple one, and I don't think we make too big of a deal of it. But just having a camera on your phone and being able, wherever you're at, great answer. to take That's photos. And, you know, a lot, two devices. A, a lot of times you take photos and I forget what I t what I took, whatever. It's just because I know it's all on my phone. So then I'll go back. I'll be scrolling. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot. I went here and I took these great photos. I'll go photos because it captures a moment that you probably don't get a chance to capture. Jeff? Maps is really close to the top because you don't need to know where to go, right? You just get in. You tell you don't even need to think twice about it. The other part of it is, though, that a narrow one ahead of, of the uh, – the maps function is just having an answer to every question you could ever have in your entire life in your pocket. Right? Internet, whether it's yeah. yeah, whether it's something stupid like where a guy went to college or how many home runs Babe Ruth hit or whatever it might be, you have an if you have a question, the answer is in your pocket. But so it that's takes number away the one. Mystery and the trivia of it all. It, it, it also takes away the nonsense. Too. No, no, I'm talking for like facts. I'm not talking about opinion based things, right? Like how many home runs did Babe Ruth hit is in there. Baseball references at the palm of should Travis's you be, hands. Should is. you be Republican or Democrat <laughs> yeah, that right, have that right. on there? Baseball reference is like 98% of my time. <laughs> <laughs> my screen time is baseball reference. Taylor? Cap, I'm I'm with Slee on this. I like some GPS, but the camera's got to be the best thing created. And of I course, Pandora is second, and then <laughs> Open Path is third to get <laughs> into right, our office. Sure. You only have to touch it. it I never great. go back and look at my photos ever. 
Ever. Not even O'Reilly? No, I mean, I look. Do you I, take, like, do you take a lot of photos or you just don't take photos either? I don't either? take a ton of photos. Yep. But I get, like, on the front, on one of your screens, when you, if you scroll to the right, you get a picture of something from your past, right? I love so that. That, that picture comes up and that's how I see my photos. I don't actually go in and look at my photos. I've been a lot less on my phone taking photos lately. I just kind of trying to be in the moment and stuff. And I like it, especially with concerts, to try to, like, just if I, if I don't need. Who cares if I take a picture of a concert thing? It's so funny. But I want to experience the feeling of being in the concert otherwise. When Braun broke the scoring record. Phil oh, Knight. Right. And if you looked around and just literally every single person did not just let me soak this in. Let me soak this in. There's one. It's like this. Phil Knight was the only one. The only one. He was lit he was the only one not mm. staring through the and I think lens a little kid phone. too, but obviously they probably the little kid didn't have a phone. But you can do it too, like where you put the phone up but you look over the phone. Yeah, but just soak it in. I'm with sleep. Right. I agree. I had my phone. So I, I, was, I was videotaping too. <laughs> the New York Times had a article about me and Travis's one of our favorite gals, uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, right. But right. in the in the um article, she's decided to go by Liz Holmes now. So she's yeah, changing her look, us. new nickname, fixes new, everything. No You're no right. more black turtlenecks. It also reminds me of when Andy Bernard in the office went to anger management and came back and he said, like, Call me Drew. And he's like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not calling you Drew. So if someone you've known for a long time, so consider it me. Uh, you know me for a long time. My name's Emily. <laughs> you can call me M too. But if I came back from something and I asked, hey, call me Caroline instead of Emily, <laughs> so you would call them by the new name. <laughs> Al, Dr. Cap. All right, knowing me and my personality, <laughs> I would be respectful towards I don't I don't even need to know the story. I'm just assuming there's something going on there <laughs> that because there's something going on, I'm just gonna sure. <laughs> if you want me to call you Caroline, I will call you Caroline. I think fact I would do it, and I probably just kind of, as best as I can, let it go and assume you have your reasoning for it. I think you need to call her Caroline for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I probably will. Okay. <laughs> I think if I, I'm kind of on out. Like if you said to me, "Hey, listen, I've gone through something, and I can't go by Emily anymore. You have to call me Caroline." I'd be more inclined to do it if you just said, "Oh, I just like the way Caroline says you're Emily." Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to yeah. stick with Emily at that point. I'm just trying something on no, for no, no. size. If you're trying to conceal the fact that you stole hundreds of millions of dollars for people in an investment you don't get to change your name and we all go along with it she's still elizabeth no matter how many times they put liz in the uh, new york times right exactly we also didn't hear her say the things that she would hey it was uh theranos uh, uh blood I don't that's know a pretty else. good elizabeth holmes i'm not gonna lie <laughs> all right Bert? yeah she's not in witness protection program <laughs> so Thank you. at that point no you're saying this like i have a friend and i his name is brad is Bradley, right? It's from my friend from high school, from elementary school, known him forever. I've always called him Brad. At some point in his life, he decided he wanted to be Bradley. I will never call him Bradley. He is Brad to me, and it's not going to change all of a sudden because he feels like he wants to be more professional. It's like calling you Gregory. Right. I mean, I only no. use it as like a, a joke, sure. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. Like, you're, uh, my name is Greg. Everybody calls me Greg. If I want to be Gregory, you're not calling me Gregory. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so, no. Absolutely Whatever, not. We're Gregory. not changing. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. I can handle it. I already forgot your old name, Caroline. <laughs> Caroline and M. Merge them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a middle name. That's why I, I put it out there. Modify. So we got to come up with new names for everybody. She's Caroline. Yes. What do you you want to go by Elias? Or we Didn't we already? Elias. I think it's a good one. I think we went. Eli, yeah. Now, if, I don't, if I'm not playing the middle, remember we were like, we'll change everybody's name. And I think I was Tony or Anthony. You'd be I went a good with one Tony. of those. You'd, you'd look you like fit. a Tony. Yeah. Tony works. Yeah. yeah. Tony works. Yeah. It'd be not Jerry. Anthony. Only Tony. Or use like instead of Al, we can do Len. We can call you Len. <laughs> That would be weird. You don't look like a Len. No, I don't see Lenny. Yeah. Len, Lenny. Len Sliwa. Lenny. <laughs> put it here. Put it here. Len Sliwa would say, put it here. That's a thing that Len Sliwa would <laughs> not absolutely. Put, not put the it there. Guns. Absolutely. <laughs> not put it there. He would say, put it here. All right. We know how big it is for the Warriors tonight not to go down 3-1. Actually bigger for the Lakers. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. How you feeling, Lenny? <laughs> Len. No, Len. Len Sliwa, put it here, hey. finger guns. That's, you should maybe have an alter ego. What's your right? interest rate? <laughs> no, Urkel had Stefan Urkel. Get you a much ladies. better interest rate. <laughs> no, Len's a blue-collar guy. No, and, Len is not a blue-collar oh, guy. Oh, sure. Yeah, think, think, think like you go to the gas station on the little tag. You can see Len. You close your eyes, you can definitely see it. Len is... <laughs> Trying to make it in corporate America, but his business no, is just continuing L to... Leonard is trying to make it in corporate America. Len works at the gas station. No. <laughs> yes. Len yeah. is an insurance broker that has been no. You're not three different times... He got his insurance, <laughs> he got it pulled from him, and then he had to and, open and up a different LLC. A gas station. And, he, and he's out there with his little- The gas station guy. is just to hide money. You can, Len has a gas station, but that's not what Leonard most people know him for. has a gas station. <laughs> when right? was the last time that you met a Leonard that was less than like 30 it's an older years old? Yeah, no. It's, it, I did date a guy named Leonard for a little bit, and he was young. He was like 20. Did he go by Lenny? He went by full Leonard. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I know one Lenny bit of in my life, and he's 40-something. Yeah, I think they're born at that. Like, there's no babies named Gary. You ever seen a Or Linda. A girl, or little Linda. girl named Linda. Barbara. Yeah. Barb. This is my baby Barb. Barb. Yeah, you're right. I feel like I feel like Barbie. Taylor's mom had a lot of friends named Barb. This is my friend Barb. Like, that's a very Midwestern. I do feel like Actually, those are yeah, names. Best friend from North Dakota. <laughs> those are names that, like, they start at 40. Yes. Yeah. Susan, not a lot of Susan. This is my baby Susan. It's a, it's a, it's a weird. They call deal. him Susie. They have a. Yeah, they have those no, there, out there. there are workarounds, but it's still an, an, an older name. All right, it's a Michelob Ultra Reaction Monday on seven ten ESPN, celebrating the Lakers' 
30-point blowout with a win on Saturday night and Ganyu Pump for Game 4 of the Western Conference Semifinals tonight against the Golden State Warriors. Presented by Michelob Ultra, refreshing and balanced flavor. With only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, so Game 4 tonight, Al, Lakers and Warriors. Lakers are up 2-1. to one. The Each team has blown the other one out once, and we've had one close game. So it, random. It, it, after the first game, it felt like, okay, we're going to be in for a seven-game slugfest, and these games are going to go down to a possession here or there, and that's just not what's happened. We've gotten two absolute runaways since then. Jay Williams uh, had this to say earlier, because obviously the Warriors need to win tonight to not go down 3-1, but he says this is a much bigger game for the Lakers than it is for Golden State. Must win for Golden State. No, it's a must win for the Los Angeles Lakers. If they win this game tonight... The series is over, right? This is how they were able to do it against Memphis, right? Like, think about the cumulative effect of having seven games in 14 days, what that does. You don't want the series to continue. You close it out tonight. AD, even games, hasn't been playing well. Odd games he has. Tonight's an even game. You need Anthony Davis to be demonstrative defensively and offensively. Bigger for the Lakers than for the Golden State Warriors because if they get it done tonight, it virtually guarantees them a spot in the Western Conference Finals. I get that, but... Golden State's going to be coming out firing for the very same reason that they can't afford to go down 3-1. I think if you just go straight desperation factor, you're yeah. going to get a much different performance from the Warriors than you do from the Lakers. Well, doesn't he make the case that it's a must win for the Golden State Warriors by saying if the Lakers win tonight, then the series is over? So technically, the Warriors, it would be a must win for the Golden State Warriors. Let, let me Can I play both out for you? Because there's something he said there that we talked about a little bit earlier. I do think if the Lakers do go up three games to one, which, by the way, let's take a quick step back here. They really haven't accomplished anything yet. No. You're up 2-1. You won on their home floor. The only way it matters that you won on their home floor is if you win your home games. So winning tonight would just solidify, yes, we did win there and we're up three games to one. That's a great accomplishment if they do that. But I agree with Jay Will on this. If they go up 3-1, I don't see the Golden State Warriors winning three in a row against the Lakers. And I I get what the Warriors have done, but let me just as best as I can describe what this Lakers team looks like against the Warriors. They're bigger. They're stronger. They play defense. They get to the free throw line. Mm -hmm. They would have three games to one advantage and only need one more game. There's the portion of the Golden State Warriors that can look, they can shoot 21 of 42 from the three-point line and shoot 50%, and Clay can have eight of them. But then there's also the other side of the Golden State Warriors where they could have 20-plus turnovers. They could um, struggle from the three-point line. Clay can go three of 14. They'd have to play perfect basketball for three straight games. I do feel if the Lakers lost tonight, and it's 2-2, I still think the Lakers can get one in Golden State. Sure they can. So I don't think it's over for some of the reasons I mentioned. But I think for the Warriors, I think 3-1, it's over. I think if there were any other team in the NBA, I would agree with you. This is the one team that even down in a 3-1 hole, the Warriors could come out of it. Because think think of it, think about what they've had to do to be who they are. How many games they've had to play where stuff just hasn't worked out quite right. And I get it. This team is not the team they had five years ago. This team is not what they were when they were up and coming. But this was the team that won an NBA championship last year. Steph... 
I, I'm not saying that Steph Curry can have three games in a row where he goes, you know, nuclear and just beat you by himself. He can. He's one of those guys. The Lakers would be in an incredible position, duh, right, to quote the great Michael Thompson. But I don't know if I'd throw dirt on the Warriors until they're officially out. What, what's the number? They're 19-0 and against Western Conference opponents yeah. against uh, with Steve Kerr as the head coach. It is an unbelievable run. All these things come to an end eventually. But I'm I'm just they they scare the you know what sure. out of me. So I don't want to say that there's no can, can chance. I can I just add one thing to what you said? But doesn't it just feel like you're not wrong because we did this with the with the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento was up two nothing and mm-hmm. it was like all right, well it's not over. They won four out of their next five games. It was a wrap. Remember last year against Boston, Celtics took a two one lead and the Warriors won it in six. Yep, in Boston. Yep. Okay, so it's not like this isn't their first rodeo. They've been there. But doesn't it seem like the Lakers kind of match up well against them? I think best to best, the Lakers are probably a little bit better than the Warriors. I I, I guess if if that's what you're asking, I think that if everybody plays at their best, the Lakers are slightly better. Neither one of these teams have proven that they can be at their best four, five, six, seven games in a row. We've played played three. Lakers have had a bad one. The Warriors have had a bad one. And they've both had a pretty good one. That, that, that's what we've seen through the first three games. And what the Warriors have done all season long, especially on the road, is they'll throw one out there and go, that's the team that won the NBA championship? That team looked terrible. Mm. That game on Saturday was so weird. What, were they up 11 in the second quarter? Well, they had a 11-point lead at one point. Yeah, ele- and, and looked pretty good. And you're thinking, uh-oh, Lakers better be careful here. They could be down 15 or 17 like that. I thought that was going to happen. It, it, it felt like it was mm-hmm. going that way. And then all of a sudden, you turn around. What did they finish the, the first on a 30-8 to run? I think it's what 30 it was. 30 to 8. Yeah, a 30 to 8 run mm-hmm. to finish the first half. And you're like, wait, what the hell just happened here? And I'm not saying the Warriors quit, but you could feel that, uh, yeah, this is one of those days where nothing's going right. So, all right, let's get ready for game four. And, and, that's tonight. And yeah. that's what they're getting. The Lakers have kind of gone the opposite in these things. If it comes down to whoever plays their best and they're both at their best, it's the Lakers by a fingernail. Yeah. But maybe it doesn't get there. Maybe the Warriors lay another egg tonight. I just really don't think that's going to happen because they don't do it two times in a row very often. I said this on Friday that I thought that Lakers and the Warriors would be tied to a piece Mm -hmm. by the time they go back to the Bay. Okay, Lakers have a 2-1 lead. That means it would be Golden State that would win tonight. Yep. Um, I still think, and I'm going to run with this, I don't think one team is 3-1 better than the other. I could be wrong. It, listen, let me let me just let's simplify this. This is why I, I I get excited about the position that the Lakers are in tonight. If they just handle home court tonight, they're up three one on the defending champs. Go look at the rest of the field. Lakers would be one game away from the Western Conference Finals with no favorite. It's crazy. With with nobody sticking out that you're saying, listen, I think Boston's a really good team. They got problems. They've also looked at times in this playoff run, especially with Milwaukee out, you thought they were just going to dominate the East. That hasn't been the case. They had lost that game. Atlanta drew it to six. DeJounte Murray's not there. They lost a game at home. They've lost two close games against the Philadelphia 76ers, one without Joel Embiid. They haven't been this you know, unbelievable. Denver, who we all kind of started leaning towards, 
They're tied 2-2 with the Phoenix Suns. Okay, that that one, we can talk more about this, because Devin Booker has literally had to shoot 80% for them to eke out a couple of wins. As good as Devin Booker is, I don't know if he's an 80% shooter good to keep that thing going. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the little pushing match with uh, Jokic and Ishbia, and most importantly, Slee? Scott Foster? Well, second most okay. importantly, we're going to talk about which version of Anthony Davis we get in Game 4 tonight, because... That's really all that matters, quite frankly. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.